0: Welcome to the Holistic Work Podcast. I'm Flip Brown, your host and founder of Business Culture Consultants. The mission of this podcast is to bring together individuals who want work to work well, who strive for a balanced and resilient lifestyle, and who have a commitment to social, economic, climate, and racial justice. Feel free to check out the whole series, along with other resources, at businesscultureconsultants.com. Thanks for finding your way here. Today, I'd like to talk about how to get out of the blame game. We live in a culture that really encourages this whole idea of finding fault and blame. Turn on the news, no wait, don't. But if you turn on the news, you will see that whether it's from the left or from the right, there's always somebody screwing up. It's somebody's fault this person or that person isn't doing the right thing and as a result there's nothing that we have to do but to heap our scorn or anger on this party or this group of people or or this leader and it happens so automatically that we're not even aware of it sometimes on a personal level we can frequently find ourselves in a place where if only the other person would just do the right thing or make some changes or understand us better, then we would be happier. We would be more content. And this leads to my all-time favorite book title that I wish I would have written, but I didn't. It's called, We'd Have a Great Relationship If It Weren't For You. And how often do we find ourselves in that place? The problem with blaming is that it creates greater distance, and it also keeps us from looking at our own stuff. So I'm fond of a quote by Deepak Chopra that says, When you blame and criticize others, you are avoiding some truth about yourself. And when I think about that, you know what? There's some real truth to that. Blame works because it does something with the situation, and in a bit of a perverse way, it actually feels good. Hey, I've done this careful analysis, and I have figured it out. This person or this situation is the cause of my discontent. Well... Yeah, you've done something with that. You've found a place to park your emotions around it. But it doesn't really solve anything. We fall into fault and blame in part because we have a sense of disconnect, a sense of uncomfortableness, maybe even a sense of pain. And it's just an easy response. Now, don't get me wrong. People do mean stupid, even cruel things. It's not okay. We can talk about setting limits and boundaries. That's actually another podcast. However, if we take care of ourselves, if we can honor the fundamental goodness of our core self, if we can practice the art of radical self-acceptance, then there's really no need for blame. Because blame, blame takes us out of the observer mode, and into the drama mode. And once we're in drama, all bets are off. Either we can perseverate on it and lose sleep and go over and over what could or should have, would have happened, what we would like to say, but we can't, and just kind of drive ourselves nuts. The other thing about blame is that it really reduces our capacity for empathy. A great example of this is what we call in psychological studies, the ladder of inference. So here's a story to illustrate that. You're headed downtown to go to a shop to pick up, let's say, a dress or a tuxedo for a special event. And they made some alterations so that it will fit you well and you really wanna show up looking good at this event, but the store closes at six o'clock. You got delayed in traffic and it's now 5.45. You can't find a parking space anywhere close. You're getting nervous. Your palms are sweaty and there, right in front of you, a parking spot opens up. You put on your signal, you're all set. And then at the very last second, someone screeches in and steals your spot. Well, you are livid. You've just had it. And you are going to get out of your car and you're going to let this person just know how they have ruined your day, how they stole your space, and what an inconsiderate clod they are. You don't even care about your personal safety. You're just so pissed off. But as you get out of the car, the other driver, a guy, gets out and he holds up his hands and he said, I am so sorry. I just got a call from my wife. Her water broke, and it's going to take longer for the ambulance to get here than for me to come and pick her up. So I need to rush her to the hospital. I'm so sorry. And all of a sudden, your whole demeanor changes. Your emotions shift because you realize that the story you told yourself was actually not the correct story. So what happens is we have an experience, and from that experience, we make certain conclusions. So we have an experience, and from that experience, we make certain assumptions. Now, those assumptions often aren't correct, but that doesn't stop us from making them. And based on those assumptions, we then move to a conclusion. And from that conclusion, we're ready to take action But the problem is when the underlying assumptions aren't correct, we can end up in a place that is harmful, is negative energy, and does not create any sort of positive outcome. And this happens both on an individual level, it happens on a societal level, it it certainly happens on a political level. And the antidote for this is to be mindful that when our strong emotions arise, it's a signal that we're being triggered. It's information that we are in a heightened state. And if we can tune into that in the moment, then we have a choice point. One of those choices is to make someone else responsible for our feelings. But the better choice is to just recognize that we have these feelings, that they are strong, and what alternatives might there be to create a different experience and a better outcome? One of the practices in terms of dealing with fault and blame is to just take a sheet of paper or a blank word processing document and just write down all the people and all the things and all the situations that right now are causing negative energy in your life from your perspective. Now, that could be quite a list. And then go back through those and see if there was a different story, whether you believe it or not, that would change your perspective on who's to blame or what is going wrong or the fault of this situation or that particular element or component. See if you can identify the hard edge of disappointment, anger, frustration, and own that for what it is, because it's real, and move beyond that, and move beyond that. There's a word that my meditation teacher would often use, and when he first shared it, I'm like, uh, I don't know, does that really work? Is that something that that I can embrace? and the word is equanimity. My understanding of that is no matter what occurs, we can move through our life and our life events with some sort of balance and poise. Now, I'll be the first to admit I get triggered. I get pissed off. I get kind of, well, my term is Mr. Krabby-ass, And when I'm in that place, I really have to be mindful of whether or not I'm going to project that out to some other unsuspecting and, quite frankly, undeserving human being or whether I'm just going to hold that and then do my best to move through it. A particular danger zone for me is when I call an 800 number and I need to resolve some problem as a consumer. It's sometimes really challenging for me to hold on to my empathy for the person on the other line who's who's lucky to make $15 an hour, if that, who has unrelenting pressure all day to answer the incoming calls, who is probably not empowered to offer real solutions, and who am I to put an edge into my voice and hold them responsible for some corporate BS, or to just, you know, leave them with negative energy. So it's a practice of mine where I try to recognize that if my frustration is spilling over into the conversation, often because I can't get the answer I need, or, you know, You've been on hold, and then you get transferred to someone else, and then, oh, they have to transfer you to another department. I really try to breathe and recognize that I'm dealing with a larger system rather than making the individual who I'm interacting with, who also I cannot see them, so I can't appreciate their nonverbals, the look in their eyes, and I really want to practice not blaming them for what is usually a system that is not responsive. Another place where this shows up is actually blaming myself. I'm really good at that, actually. (laughs) And it can be something where, I don't know, the other day I was working on a small electronic device trying to change the battery, and it wasn't going well, one of the screws stripped out. And it's easy for me to start to think of myself in negative terms and blame me for somehow magically not moving through this task on an effortless basis. And so we need to be careful about finding fault and blame with ourselves, because that activates what we call the critical inner dialogue, it sets our energy to be a positive force for both ourselves and for people around us. So I hope that you will take a fresh look at this pattern and how it shows up for you consciously, even subconsciously, and when in doubt, get some mirroring from people you trust. In the workplace, this is often challenging because of different positions of power, status, title, etc. But hopefully we have those folks who we have mutual trust with, and if they see us falling into this these unhelpful patterns, then they will privately or sometimes courageously, publicly, redirect us or reflect back to us that our fault and blame is actually not part of the solution but exacerbates the problem. I hope this little conversation helps you to balance out the situations where you're frustrated, angry, disappointed, and find that center path where you can still be assertive and ask for and move towards what you need without having it eat away at you. Because fault and blame just ain't no fun. This concludes another episode of the Holistic Work podcast series. If you're interested in this and other archived podcasts, they are available wherever you get your podcasts or at businesscultureconsultants.com. You're also welcome to email me at flip.brown at icloud.com. This has been a production of Business Culture Consultants at Star Farm Studios in Burlington, Vermont. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Flip Brown, and may your awesome potential continue to unfold at work, in your life, and through your positive contributions to the world. Until the next time we cast another pod, be safe and strong.